Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Oh, g'day. Thanks for lacing them up with me this morning. This will be a ride. If you thought the Blues were a rabble before today, well, strap yourselves in. They are dead set spooked. And not just on selections either. Uh, it's how they've gone about it. If you're just joining us, or just switched on the radio for the first time today, the, the Blues have actually named their team just over an hour ago. Yet the official announcement was supposed to be at 11am. And that's when we think we are going to hear from Brad Fittler. I've got my feelers out uh, across the border in enemy territory. The moment he does step in front of a microphone, step in front of the cameras, we'll bring that to you just to get a handle on some of his selection head scratches Uh, and again i'm standing here shaking my head as you were but it did drop the new south wales team on the channel nine website just over an hour ago and i've been refreshing nrl.com.au the nrl obviously run the game here we go they do have now finally a story on the new south wales team they didn't even know it was dropping they have only just got onto this so new south wales freddie is running his own race it is all over the shop This smacks of desperation because he is desperate. He's coaching for his career when it comes to game two. New South Wales. Hmm. Let's run through some of these selections. No Nico Hines, no Tavita Pengai Jr. No idea. As I said, stinks of desperation. Freddie's coaching career is on the line. He's gone all in. Actually, is one thing he has stuck with, and that is the pick and flick situation that New South Wales always find themselves into. Major changes for game two for the Blues. And we will run through Queensland in just a moment, but this is the breaking news coming out of this morning. Mitchell Moses replaces Nathan Cleary as halfback. It's what he did game three 2021 as well. That's the only time Mitchell Moses has played for New South Wales, and that was a loss to Queensland on the Gold Coast in Origin 3. Latrell, Latrell Mitchell has been named to return, so that pushes Stephen Crichton out to 18th man. Latrell Mitchell, much game time? Mm, no. Damien Cook, he comes in as hooker, as we all thought he would for Appy Coruscant. Uh, but we've got Reese Robinson named to make his debut on the bench alongside Tiger Stefano Utu Ikamanu on the bench to make their debuts. No Nico Hines, no Tavita Pengai Jr. He was dropped. Now, Liam Martin, to me, is a selection in itself. A great player, an absolute weapon. But he can't train. He can't have contact until game day because of the 11-day stand-down policy. Can't train, can't have contact until game day. Yet they've rolled the dice and have kept him in the team. Now, they will be trying to get an NRL exemption on this to show that he has been cleared, but a grade one or a category one HIA from that game on Saturday night, that 11 days is game day. It's why they've got Kian Kalamatungi there standing by as 19th man if Liam Martin, for some reason, doesn't get up. But again, we cannot wait for Brad Fittler to explain that decision. But obviously the biggest story of the day is Nico Hines. He is the fifth, by my calculation, of Freddie's one-hit wonders. Tony Staggs, Saifidi, Kiri, Tavita Pengai Jr., Nico Hines. One-hit wonders for the Blues. Stick and flick. Uh, pick and flick. There's no sticking in this team. How is he not in the team? Mitch Moses had a blinder yesterday. I get that. But it was yesterday. And it was against the Dogs. He's not a Dalian medalist. 
He hasn't been setting the world on fire as Nico Hines has been doing for the last 18 months. His only origin appearance, as I said, game three on the Gold Coast 2021. It was a loss, a narrow loss, 2018, but it was a loss all the same. And that's when Cleary and Luai were both out. So now it's going to be Moses and Luai as the halves. But why isn't Nico Hines there? Do you reckon Queensland would do this? Have one of the best halves on the bench in game one, the Dallium medalists, a man who has class, a man who can play in so many positions, a man who's been knocking on the door, gets his chance, plays 12 minutes, misses one tackle, significant tackle, but sure, he was playing out of position. We obviously saw that Freddie didn't have a game plan for him. He just put him in the team, just put him in the squad. How else can you explain 12 minutes for Nico Hines off the bench in game one? And then game two, where it's tailor-made for this man to step in and step up and have a crack. He's been knocking on the door. He was in team in game one for a reason. And now nothing. Not even there. Can you imagine Queensland doing this? They wouldn't do this. The Dallium medalist surely gets a start every day of the week and twice on Sunday. No Nico Hines. Can you help me get my head around it? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. If you're a blue supporter, I welcome your input as well. Are you scratching your head or do you think Mitchell Moses is going to be the saviour? Moses the Messiah? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll get stuck into the New South Wales team as the morning winds on. We'll hear from Freddie as well. But of course, the Queensland team. That's what we are here on SENQ. Queensland is through and through. But we do need a villain because every hero needs a villain. We need an enemy to play against. That's why we're looking at the breaking news around the Blues this morning. But the Queensland team, I'm happy with this. I I really am. Are you? One criticism from me. One criticism, or at least Felice Cafusi. He's got to be in the team, doesn't he? Somewhere, somehow. Tino is the only enforcer that we have. So who's doing the whacking when Tino's not on the field? Who steps up? The way Felice Cafusi has started the season, he had to be in this team, didn't he? But the more I think about it and the more I look through it, where does he go into this team? Who drops out? Maybe the enforcer is a thing of the past. I'd argue against that, considering his impact on the game in the opening half of the season. But with the six-again rule, do we have room for someone who just gets on and whacks? I mean, surely that is still rugby league, isn't it? Someone that you fear on the field, someone that you don't want to run at. And that's Tino, sure, but he's not playing 80, is he? 13, 13, 55, 0, 4, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6. Is it the end of the enforcer? Would you have Felice Cafusi in your team? Who would drop out? Or are you happy with what Billy the Kid's done? Speaking of Billy the Kid and the and the, the team that he's picked, I've got, a, I've got a theory about this. They're going to win it. Inglis plays it slowly. Scott takes it ahead. He's been magnificent tonight. Queensland have won their eighth consecutive series. It is a wonderful Australian sports achievement. The champions prevail. The dynasty continues. The Maroon of Queensland, they celebrate across the northern state. Yeah, dynasty, that was 2013. How good was it? Eight in a row. I reckon that could be under threat, the way Billy is shaping this team. 
More on that in just a moment. 13 13 55 736 is the number you need to be part of the biggest sporting conversation here in Queensland. A pack show coming up. Not only will we hear from the Blues coach to explain what the hell when it comes to Nico Hines. Uh, Brent Tate very shortly to get his take on this. A man who was part of that dynasty. A man who has a connection to the Cowboys. The Cowboys in Jeremiah Nanai. I'm glad he's back. I'm happy he's back. Would it and could it have been down to him and Kafusi? Probably. But Nanai's got the nod. And so has Reese Robson. We'll get Tatey's take on that uh, very shortly. We'll get Brian Fletcher coming in. That's right, Fletch. Fletch is going to jump on early. He's already ripped up for his uh, uh, for the drive show with um, uh, with Joel Kane. But we'll get his take on the Blues. Here's a man who was throwing grenades at us now. I reckon we can start throwing them back at Fletch. Uh, when it comes to cricket, three sleeps until the Ashes. We are the World Test champions. The biggest question is now that do we keep this attack? Do we change much? Do we do that? Do we bring in Josh Hazelwood? Do we consider Michael Nisa? Or are they just going to be net bowlers for Australia come this series? Uh, one man who's been and done it uh, for us before, Andy Bickel, will be chatting, chatting, chatting to Bick the Quick uh, before 11 o'clock today. Because we're expecting Brad Fittler to be talking at 11 o'clock today, but again, that could change. So as I said, strap yourselves in. Anything could happen this morning. We will be having the quiz just a little bit early, just after 10.30 this morning. So make sure you are listening out for that. I'll be giving you clues as well. No, not clues i'll be giving you answers i just won't tell you what questions are with so the quiz is back tickets to see the lions and the swans it's state of origin afl style coming early on a friday at the gabba what a ripper this will be they'll be part of the big freeze too at the gabba and after 11 o'clock today i'll be crossing to red hill where the maroons are training We'll be grabbing players as they come off the field. So we'll chat exactly uh, directly to our Origin team and to one man who knows and has a couple of teammates playing for both sides. Griffin Neem, what a forward he's turned out to be for North Queensland. They played the Panthers Friday night too in Townsville. Uh, they whacked the storm, had a bye. What have they done in the bye? Do they come back and can lift themselves against the Panthers, but also get Griffin Neem's story too. He's a ripper from New Zealand. 13 13 55 0467 736 736. They're the digits you need. But before we do that, we'll do this. And now, time for Ben's Snap Judgment. At 14 past nine this Tuesday morning, 17 degrees. Billy the Kid is picking kids. He is literally picking kids to play State of Origin, and I don't see a problem with it. Do you? 13, 13, 55. The average age of this Origin side for Origin 2 for Queensland, 24. And if you run the rule through the contentious positions, which way does Billy go? Well, he always errs on the side of youth. He's always picked the younger one. Nanai and Kafusi. he's gone Nanai. Mo Fodawaka, Christian Welsh, he's gone Fodawaka. Coates and Oates, well, he's gone Xavier, the younger. Game one, he had a choice between the hammer and Gagai, and he went the hammer. Game one, he had a choice between Reese Walsh and Caelan Ponga. He went Reese Walsh. Yes, there were other factors involved in all of these selections. Injury, form, suspension. They all weighed into the decision, but he has always lent towards the side of youth. 
always younger. Coincidence? Maybe. Doesn't mean he's tossing out the pick and stick either because only one player out of those decisions that he had to make made his debut this year, and that was Reese Walsh. And he was going to debut a couple of years ago. We remember that. But there were six debutants last year when Billy started. But it was a weird time. Remember, we were coming out of two years of COVID bubbles and Origin being in November, and it was just a weird time. This was a reset. It was a reset for a new coach, and it was a reset for the Queensland team. The exuberance of youth over experience. Well, Billy's rolled the dice and he's gone for youth. Is that dangerous? 13-13-55-0467-736. So far, you'd have to say no. He's come up trumps. He's rolled the dice and he's won at this stage. I'm having a look at this team, this Queensland team. There are only five players who were alive the last time New South Wales won game two in Brisbane after losing game one, 1998, 25 years ago. So we know history stacked against the Blues coming here on Wednesday week. But the Queenslanders, only five of them would even possibly remotely remember it. Is the speed of the game one of the reasons why he's gone for youth? The fact that the six again rules come in. So if he was ever going to have a, or make a call, he's gone for youth over experience. And then I go back to my earlier point about Kafusi. I'd love to see him there. We all would, wouldn't we? But where does he fit? Is there room for an enforcer anymore in the game, especially with HIAs, especially with players getting suspended and the crackdown on anything illegal? Do you roll that dice? Well, obviously not. My theory, Billy's trying to build a dynasty. He was part of the original one or the only one. He's now trying to build a dynasty. Like he was part of that we saw in 2013, eight in a row. He was central to that, although he was dropped, wasn't he, Billy Slater? Yeah, he missed out. For one of the series, he was injured and wasn't recalled. The difference, though, this time between the original dynasty and what I think Billy's trying to build is that they're coming from a position of strength, Queensland. It's almost the rebuild that you are having when you don't need a rebuild. But he knows the end is coming for the only players in his side that are over 30. Ben Hunt and DCE. Ben Hunt's 33, DCE 34. The way they're playing, they could go on for a couple more years. But do they? If they win this series, I wouldn't be surprised if both those players said, I'm done. Their replacements, pretty simple. For Ben Hunter, Terry Grant comes into hooker. And for DCE, well, that's Tom Dearden. They're, they're the waiting in the wings. So he's trying to keep that spine together for that long period of time. So he'll have Munster, he'll have Reese Walsh. Harry Grant's all already there. And then you've got Tom Dearden waiting in the wings. The only thing with this revolution, with Billy the Kid picking the kids, is where does Callum Ponga fit? How do you get him back into the team? Or is he done as far as Origin's concerned? I know there's going to be injuries, sure. But all things going well for Queensland, where does it fit Callum Ponga fit back into this team moving forward? Is it fullback? Probably not. 
is it at number six? Maybe Munster could shift to seven once DC hangs them up and then you've got the two. No, that won't work either, will it? Not, not, not with Dearden waiting in the wings. The only place he could do it is possibly centre or at number 14. And if number 14, he's got a battle on his hands with AJ Brimson. AJ Brimson is waiting in the wings for Queensland now and he has got... So many positions he can play. We've even seen him pack down at hooker. He can play six. He can play fullback. He can play centers. He can play on the wing. But he's also got one thing that Kalen doesn't necessarily have. He's not slow by any chance, but AJ Brimson's just got this electric speed. So number 14, the utility. Is that where Kalen Ponga gets back into this team? Val Holmes is 27 years of age. So he's still got a good, what, three, four years possibly back in with him. Uh, back uh, still with this side. So I don't think it's going to be centre. I think the best place Kalen Ponga could possibly fit in this team is 14. The utility, the swing man. Does that mean he plays at hooker at some stage or a dummy half? Who else would fit that if Harry Grant? This is the conundrum that Billy's got. I know we're focused on game two, but I'm looking at bigger picture here because I think that's what Billy Slater's looking at too. In fact, we know that Billy Slater is looking at bigger picture. He, he almost said as much yesterday in his media conference when he said, we are just getting started. 13, 13, 55, 04, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Callum Ponga, where does he fit back into this team? And, and if it is at 14, we know how crucial a role that is. We know it's massive being that utility off the bench. There's been some beauties over the years, haven't there? There's been some absolute rippers at 14 for Queensland. For New South Wales. Who's been the best? Who's been the best utility? Because it's almost a spot, isn't it, for a footballer who is such a good footballer, such a good footy, but he doesn't have a position or can play multiple positions. For me, Sean Berrigan. How good was he at 14? You can play him at hooker. You can play him at centres. Who else is your sub, your super sub? Could it be Carlin Ponga? Who's been the best in your mind? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. 22 minutes past nine. Brent Tate standing by, but so is Dez. He's up there on the sunny coast. Dez, morning to you. Uh, morning, Benny. How are you? Uh, very well, mate. What's made you pick up the phone this morning to ring the radio? Uh, listen, I just um, the Nico Hines thing, if you don't mind going back to that for a second. Yeah, yeah um, go for it. I, I, I think one of the the uh, factors of, about the Nico Hines uh, non-selection is that, yes, he's the current Dalian uh, medalist. Mm. Um, and if he was a Dalian medalist from from a, a, a very successful club, I don't think he'd be dropped. But because he's dropped a Dalian playing with Cronulla, I think some people undervalue uh his uh, his performances because he wasn't in a really strong team. Uh, do you think there's any substance to that? Do you think that factors into maybe why nobody else seems to mention this? But 
Hey, what do you think, Manny? It's not a bad point. We, we always talk about it at my place, the Shane Crawford theory, how Shane Crawford wins a, a Brownlow because he was part of a team that no one else was taking votes of him. So every time he played, he was getting maximum votes. And, and I'm, I'm tipping that's the same thing you're saying about Nico Hines. No one else from the Sharks is taking votes off him, so he will be playing and scoring votes every time he plays as far as Dally. In fact, I'm pretty sure he won it by a record number of votes, didn't he? Nico Hines, not won it, but by a record number of votes, but had a record number of votes to to get him across the line. So maybe, you, maybe you're onto something. Maybe you're onto something, Des. Maybe you're onto something. 13, 13, 55, thank you for the call. 0467 736 736. Is that the way you see it? Nico Hines, yeah, Dalian medalist, but it's almost by default because the Sharks had no one else going for him. Geez, it'd be interesting to hear what Freddie has to say. We'll bring that to you the moment it happens this morning. Uh, coming up to 24 minutes past nine, quick break back with Brent Tate to get his take on Billy's kids and also New South Wales selection as well. 9.31, should we be afraid of Freddie's changes? I- I'm looking at I'm looking at this New South Wales team and their position. It's almost as if the script is flipped as far as state of origin. They are the underdog. They have made changes. Their back's against the wall. Freddie's coaching for his career. He's bringing blokes in. He's dropping. It's all over the shop. I'm not saying that's a Queensland trait, but it's almost like the roles have been reversed. Should we be worried? We just heard from Cameron Smith and the news with Vanessa. We're not taking any gambles. No, we need players who are fit and firing. That's how we're going to get into camp. Well, Liam Martin has been named on the bench for New South Wales. He can't train. He can't do anything until match day because the 11-day stand-down. Now, I know they're trying to work on that, is in the Blues. They're trying to get a clearance, but that's not going to be a quick fix. Uh, all right, let's get a take on it from someone who's been there and done it before. Brent Tate, a very good morning to you, take two. Tatey, hello. Good morning, Benny. How are you? Uh, mate, I'm good. I'm feeling really good because the Blues don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. They are all over the shop. Hey, what's your read and take on this? Yeah, it's been interesting watch, hasn't it, to see how it's all unfolded. Obviously, they've made a, a few changes. Um, not naming their team till late last night. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure whether what, what sort of message that sends to um, the players and you know who's in the team. But um, you know, one thing I will say, Benny, is that you know Origins um, made on storylines, and you know there's a whole history of teams coming up against all odds and, and, you know, coming up with famous victories and all that sort of stuff. So I guess that, you know, that's one thing that makes me really wary. Um, you know, we'll definitely go into this team as favourites. We should be. We've got a really settled team. And, um, you know, if I knew, do know one thing about Billy is um, I don't think there'll be any complacency in the Maroons' side. It's there. You know, there's an opportunity to go for the throat. I think they will. And I'm, uh, I'll be more than happy to sit back and watch that Wednesday night. But... You know, it is origin, um, and there is plenty of history with um, what I just spoke about. Yeah, that, that, that's the little nagging voice in the back of my head too. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nico Hines, Brent, would you have him in your team? Benny, I said before the first game, I, I love Nico. I love what he's about. I just don't think he's an origin player myself. I, I just I, I just don't see that in Nico, and I, and I don't mean that to be disrespectful. Um you know, I just, I'm just calling it how I see it. I just don't don't see him in that arena, and um, I would have been more than happy for him to pick, it, pick him at seven because I really think um, you know the Queenslanders would have went after him. What they did in that game 
in um, game one. So, um, look, I think they've pulled the right rein. Um, you know, either having Mitch Moses or, or Adam Reynolds, I think, you know, either one of those guys in the Blues side are halfbackers. Um, you know, they're as good as one another, I think. They both bring, um, you know, some really good qualities. So, um, they've made some big calls, Freddie. Um, yeah. You know, this is, you know, if he doesn't win this game, he's gone. And I, I think he'd be well aware of that. And I, I guess that's why they've, you know, had so much conjecture and waited so long and mulled over, you know, what team to pick. Brent, you don't have to make any apologies for thinking that Nico Hines is not an origin player because Freddie Fittler obviously doesn't think he's one either. He, he cannot play for New South Wales now. He, he can't. If, if this was tailor-made for him to step into that role, if he was ever going to play, it's when it's when uh, Cleary's down and out. They need a need a seven, and he was there. He was Johnny on the spot, but now he's out. So he, he will never play for New South Wales. Not now. Yeah, I mean, it sort of looks like that, doesn't it, Benny? I mean, you're right. It was all ready to go. He couldn't be in better form. Um, I know he played pretty ordinary on the weekend, but um, one game. Yeah, I, look, I, I just don't see that in, in Nico uh, as an Origin player. I just don't for some reason. It's you know, it's just a feeling I've got. Um, but you know, obviously, really disappointing for him. He'd be he'd be shattered. Well, it looks like Mitchell Moses, off the back of one game, has played himself into uh, an origin spot. Uh, he, he did take apart the Blues. Although, I'll tell you who he did take apart was Tavita Pengai Jr. rushing out of the line a couple of times, and Mitchell Moses just stepped around him as if he wasn't there. So it's it's like Tavita played himself out of a Blues jersey and, and Mitchell Moses uh, into into one. Um, when it comes to when it comes to uh, Game 2 in, in Brisbane, how, how hard is it? Brent, to make sure and to keep your head focused to say, we've got this in the bag because we're playing it at Suncorp, we're playing at the Cauldron, we'll be right. Yeah, it, it, you know, it is something you need to constantly check yourself with because, um, you know, th- th- there's one thing you can't rely on is it just being at home and it's going to happen. You've still got to earn the right to win an Origin match. And, and mate, I think Billy's been so good for Queensland and I think he's been so thorough in all his preparation that he's had thus far um, I just can't see that complacency coming into this group and you know I think this Queensland side has got a real opportunity to build um, you know on you know off their victory last year and build going forward I think uh, I was in the dressing sheds after the first game um, and I've got a real distinct feeling of what it felt like when um, you know we had that run of great series wins um you know there's the same vibe in that room there's the same sort of quality of human beings in that room from the playing group they're you know they're all good men they respect the jersey they respect what it's about um they've got a great coach and billy who you know who knows all knows exactly what environment he wants to create and backs the players and you know i think there's a real opportunity for these guys to you know to, to build on something like that and um yeah it's uh but you know, I just think Billy's so pedantic and so thorough in his preparation. I just can't see any um, any complacency coming in there. You know, that this is a good New South Wales side. You know, they've got Latrell Mitchell back. You know, Tommy's back playing well. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, they've, they've made some changes. It's probably a better team than the first one they've picked. So, uh, mate, they're going to have to play well, that's for sure. All right, let's expand on that. Let's expand on the on the environment. I mentioned before having you on, Brent, that, that Billy has picked kids. Billy the kid's picking kids. I feel he's not just setting it up for this game or this series. I think he's trying to set it up for the next decade. When you have a look at the selection choices he's made, so you, you run a rule over, well, from Reese Walsh even to Kalen Ponga, he, he's, he's, he's gone the younger player. Xavier Coates over over, say, Corey Oates this time around. 
he's gone the younger player. David Fafita over Capewell. Uh, Nanai over Kafusi. Uh, Mo Fertawaka over Christian Welsh. He, he's, he's picked 22, 21, 23-year-olds to play for the next, the best part of the decade. Yeah, no, he definitely has. Um, you know, all those guys in saying that do deserve their spots and have, you know, probably been the form players in those positions. I think, um, you know, Jeremiah is probably one that, you know, is at a really poor start of the year, being honest. Um, but I think the lure of, you know, playing for Queensland again, and he, it really showed last week, it's probably his best game back, you know, for the Cowboys against Melbourne. He was, you know, um, up and about in yeah. his... Um, you know, really on his toes, and I and I and I think you know, Origin for North Queensland Cowboys will be the best thing that'll happen to the Cowboys. I think you know those guys going into Origin, um, you know, coming back, you know, full of confidence, up on their toes, um, will be a good thing for the Cowboys. But yeah, I mean, it certainly looks like Billy's you know picking these young guys. He's not afraid to back them. Um, they are young kids, but as I said, they're they're good quality kids. They they respect what it's about, um, and they wouldn't be there if Billy didn't think they could do the job. And um, I just love the way you know Billy talks about them. Um, you know when he's in the media, he backs them to the absolute nth degree. He's got all the confidence in the world in him, and, and they're playing like that. You know they're playing um, a style of footy that they want to play for their coach. They want to play for the jersey. So yeah, mate, it's. It's wonderful that these young crop of kids are coming through. And as I said, they're quality humans that respect the jersey. And, you know, if they continue to do that, there's no reason why they shouldn't have plenty of success moving forward. Tell us about Reese Robson. I know he was part of the Blues setup last year. He was brought into the squad. But um, he's now, well, he, Damien Cook is the hooker. He's been named on the bench, number 17, Reese Robson, the, the cowboy. What, what can you tell us about him, Tati? Oh, mate, he's as tough as Teak. Um, you know, he's a real competitor, can play 80 minutes. Um, you know, defensively, as good as any hooker in the comp. I think, um, you know, he's got genuine whack in him, Reese. He, you know, he's got great line speed. Um, and, you know, he's been playing great footy for the Cowboys for a couple of years now. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts for the Blues. Or yeah. I think uh, it makes more sense to start him and then bring Damien on once, the, you know, the game starts to open up a little bit. So... Um, mate, I reckon he's made for this sort of environment. As I said, he's tough. He defends really well. Um, you know, he, he's quick out of dummy half too, surprisingly, yeah. Robbo. Um, you know, he's got good speed, good leg speed around the middle of the ruck. So, uh, look, I, I, I 100% would expect him to start, um, you know, especially in the, when the start of an origin match when it's tough and it's torrid. Um, you know, he's ready made for it. So, you know, we talked about the Blues. I definitely think they've picked a stronger team in game one. Yeah. Um, so, and he, he's definitely a part of that. I think he's a great inclusion for them. Well, he, he can move into the middle as well. He can play at that 13 role when uh, when uh, Damian Cook does come on, if he does start, that is. Um, Tady, the, the, the 14, or at least the, the utility player, I know Stefano, um, uh, you know, Ikemano is named at 14 for New South Wales, but Reese Robinson plays that utility value. How important is the number 14 to the modern day game, but also when you were playing, who, who was the best 14? Who was the best utility that you had the pleasure of playing with or against? Um, I, th- I think Sean Berrigan was an unbelievable 14 when we played on, you know, that utility, he could play hooker, he could play center, he could play in the halves and he could do them as good as anyone in the comp. Yeah. And, you know, he was so good Barrow because he was just a competitor. Wasn't he? Um, he was yeah, a footballer he was, without was, a position, wasn't he? Like He, he was. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he, I guess he played that. You know, he, he played for Australia in the centres. Um, he won the comp at the Broncos, playing number nine, um, but defending in the centres. Like he was just, yeah, he was just, he was just a footballer, Barrow, and he was just a competitor. So, you know, it's hugely important in the modern day game. Um, Stefano for the Blues, I found um, a, a funny one actually. He, he's certainly a bolter. I thought um, Spencer Lenu from, you know, Penrith. I, yeah. I probably would have picked him in that bench role. I mean, he's been in great form and he's intimidating, um, and he won't take a backward step. But you know, young Stefano gets uh, gets a call up, and then I mean, what an environment for these young men to go down and um, play in front of Suncorp. But it, it'll be like nothing they've ever experienced before, and that. You know, on, that sometimes gets thrown around loosely, Benny, but there is nothing like Origin Night at the um, at Suncorp. It is something else, and it is intimidating, and it's exciting, and it's all of the above in one. Um, and as I said, you know, the one thing that really worries me is they've picked a better team this time, the Blues. Um, you know, the Trell's there. He'll be up for a big game. Tommy's back in form. Um, you know, Damien Cook's got plenty of experience. So, you know, they'll be up against it. They'll be coming down here with their backs against the wall, and sometimes that 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 makes them really dangerous. Love your work, Tady. Uh, it's why we get you on. You always have the best moments. Although you and I were agreeing too much, so maybe we'll have to stop doing that. Um, but I'm glad to see the great minds think alike. Um, we will we we will soak up this weekend next as well. Thank you, mate. You enjoy. Uh, Queensland rolling into game two at the Cauldron. 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Tatey's on the same wavelength as me. Sean Berrigan, he's the best utility I've seen. But who's been the best super sub? Who's been the, the best? Not just in origin, but across the board. They, they the, the bench, especially in the modern day game, plays such a vital role. It can make or break a side. But just having that injection someone to come off the bench, someone to go whack, or someone to just slice through. Who's the best 14 in your mind? 13-13-55-0467-736-736. Quick break. Back with your text calls in just a moment. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. 18 minutes past 10, we have found a rare beast indeed. Michael on text, thank you, said, Morning, Ben, South Sydney supporter here, but a Queenslander. Ooh. I'm scratching my head over a couple of blues selections, but the big one is how Keenan Kilimatungi, how's uh, he going to play? I think it works in Queensland's favour, but there's certainly some agendas in New South Wales. And, yes, I was terrified that New South Wales were going to select Cody Walker, a running Ball playing 5'8", exactly what is needed. Unbelievable. Michael, thank you for your text. What other head-scratching selections have uh, have left you stunned in uh, not only New South Wales, but what about Queensland? Are there any of the Queensland selections that left you scratching your head? I said at the beginning of the show, Felice Kafusi is the day of the enforcer almost gone? I don't think so because of what he's done in the – opening rounds of the NRL, the first half of the season. But is it different now in State of Origin, where it's only three matches? I mean, we've seen him sit out for seven weeks already this season, and it's the fact that he's had no game time that's cost him that, and the fact that Jeremiah Nanai has got a few years on him as far as being younger. And it plays into Billy creating a dynasty. I think Billy the Kid is picking kids to build for the next decade going forward, don't you? 
Or is there still room for someone like Felice Kafusi? We know Big Tino is an enforcer, but when he's not there, who's doing the whacking? Or do you need that now in the modern game? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Time to talk some cricket now, all thanks to Plantation Homes. If you're building a new home, think Plantation Homes. Backed by a $7 billion parent company, Plantation Homes is where you'll find that out. And what better man to talk cricket, to talk ashes, to talk bowling selections than the man I've got on the line now. He's Bick the Quick, Andy Bickle. Good morning to you, mate. Yeah, good morning, Benny. How are you, mate? Uh, all the better for talking to you. Now, we've just interrupted a net session with you, haven't you? What have you been working on this morning? Oh, look, it's a little phase of the year, which I, I really love. You know, obviously, they've been the boys have been in the gym now for a few weeks and uh, building their strength up in certain areas to get through a, a long summer, but um, uh, and, and also a lot of fitness work as well. So they've sort of coming out of that phase into some light, bowling and um you know you look at sort of the technical side of, of things where um you know can they be more efficient can they be a little bit be a little bit faster can they be more accurate with their bowling so you're looking at that technical phase which is a pretty cool little phase for me someone like myself who who likes to delve into that side of things and and um you know we're also looking at run-up speeds and run-up stride length all those sorts of uh, fantastic things <laughs> around bowling and then you, you hopefully you know, you're seeing those sort of finished articles like Michael Nisa and Mark Steckity run out there and, and do the thing that they do, So, which is pretty cool um, many, many years later. But, you know, we've got some young talent there and Will Prestwich and Connor Sully and, and Tom Whitney, who's burst onto the scene as, um, uh, last year through the Australian under-19s and then obviously played the last match for Queensland against New South Wales and got a couple of key wickets. So there's some real good talent there and, um, yeah, it's good to work with them. Mate, they are in safe hands. We've seen Michael Nisa and Steck. So what have they been the leading shield wicket-takers over the last two summers? So you're doing something right there, mate. Um, uh, Let's go straight into it then, Michael Nisa. Um, chances for him playing in the Ashes? Well, he just he just copped a nice uh, punch between the eyes, hasn't he, with Scott Boland bowling the way he did in this recent test match. Uh, he bowled beautifully. Um, it's put, uh, you know, the selectors uh, probably cleared up a little bit in their mind. And and, uh, and I feel that he's jumped ahead of Josh Hazelwood. How can you say that? It's uh, it, it, it's not even... It's those both those words wouldn't shouldn't be in the same sentence where he's gone mm. ahead of Josh Hazelwood. But... Uh, um, I really feel that because you know he's averaging eight or something with the ball in the second innings. Now that's the hardest time of the game to get a wicket, and he's just he's just killing it at the moment. So he ripped the game open the other day, um, and he's bowling beautifully. And poor old Mick has to just bide his time, which is uh, which is not not great. He's waiting for that injury, and uh, he'll have to do an Andy Bickle and you know trip trip, trip a Glenn McGrath or something up and in the nets or something to to get get a game. <laughs> Oh, mate, listen, don't, don't, don't play yourself down. I mean, what, not 19 tests for Australia, 67 one day as a World Cup, and and don't forget the Commonwealth Games silver medal. Oh, how good was that? You know, uh, uh, it's a great trivia question. You know, who, who, who uh, didn't compete at the 98 Commonwealth Games and won a silver medal? Andy Michael, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> come on, you can't leave us. You can't leave us hanging. How does that story come about? How do you win a silver medal without playing? Well, um, it's at home in the cupboard, so I've got the, <laughs> got the evidence. But uh, it's quite funny actually because it was a late call up. I got a late call up uh, into the match, and happened to be New South Wales happened to be on the Sunshine Coast, and I'm 
which sort of lost me. I can't think of it. There's a guy writing a book about uh, hanging out with um, high-performance teams. He'd, he'd, he'd hung out with the, the England rugby team. He'd, he'd done some boxing with Oscar De La Hoya, and he um, he spent a week uh, uh, with the Australian cricket team. And at that point, I didn't know about it, but it was a warm-up game against the Blues uh, on the Sunshine Coast in you know in that funny time of year in June or something like that before we went away to the Commonwealth Games in Kuala Lumpur. And uh, I had a few overs to bowl up there, and this poor old poor bloke, he came out and batted at uh, number 13. He came out and batted. We kept the field out there, and I bowled him a few balls and broke his arm. So <laughs> that got me into the, uh, into the, into, into the Commonwealth Games team. Um, I had, you know, and Glenn McGrath was not fit to go. So, yeah, uh, got into, uh, you know, the... Uh, into Kuala Lumpur and there was no training facilities. We were playing against teams like Antigua and South Africa who we played in the final and um, we all thought we were going to win but as we know they had one or two cricket grounds in Kuala Lumpur and by the time they got to the last match um, it was just spin to win because it was just a dust bowl and uh, that well famous name Derek Crooks uh, which everyone knows uh, <laughs> young little spinner from South Africa took eight for eight for 30 or something in the final so uh he bowled our boys out, but um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, what, what a tournament! It should it should be back there. It was a great experience uh, hanging out with all the others um, while I was there. Even even Sachin Tendulkar went down to the um, to the, uh, the the team the team where everyone ate at one night, and I think he had you know quite a few followers and autographs uh, a couple of hours later. I think, but um, yeah, it was really good for cricket to be in the Commonwealth Games, and who knows, um, it, it it should come back. I know the the girls were. Uh, <coughs> had it last year where yeah. they, they were they were doing it so yeah i think it's if it look if it's not the top 10 teams it should possibly be the next 10 you know that, that are playing and developing the game and growing the game well maybe brisbane 2032 for the olympics Mick. that that could be on on the cards as well we are speaking to andrew bickle not only is a silver medal winner at the commonwealth games but he, he he knows a thing or two about bowling in an ashes series and bowling in england um county stints for uh, let me think. There was Hampshire. There was Essex. Was there another team you played for over there, Big? Oh, don't forget, don't forget Worcester. There, oh, the, the most great beautiful Worcester. ground in the world. Yeah, yeah three yeah. seasons there at the Worcester, Worcester Pairs. Yeah, that was that was awesome. You know. All right. Well, what about the English conditions? Uh, they're having a, a quite a hot summer over there. Do, do do you do you open do you open the bowling with Scott Boland or do you keep him at first change? What do you do with Mitchell Stark? What would you be doing? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Yeah, I mean, I think we've shown signs of it in the second innings there where Mitchell Stark um, bowl first change. You know, it's the lacquer on the ball. You know, we're getting into this swing science, I suppose, with juke balls now, um, something that everyone struggled with over years, uh, how, when it's swinging, when it's not swinging. Um, and potentially someone like Mitchell Stark, um, you know, it's not swinging up front for him. So uh, is it better for him to bowl that first change spell? Um, I, I think so. Um, you know, Someone like um, Cummings and, and Boland, they're going to hold the game anyway. They're not going to go for too many runs. Um, and then you can bring in Mitch when hopefully it's swinging and um, he can create those opportunities with a, a bit of an older ball. So that's something for the, the Australian selectors to think about. Um, you know, I've already mentioned the fact that is it Josh Hazelwood or Scotty Boland, I think Scotty's picked himself um, going into this into this match. And it probably puts a little bit of pressure on Mitchell Stark to perform uh, in in whatever they role, whatever role they they feel, but I feel that's probably the best role for Mitch to bowl that first change, and 
If he doesn't come up trumps, then obviously you've got someone like Josh Hazelwood waiting in the wings and a, and a Michael Nisa who's been swinging the ball beautifully yeah. in county cricket So with those conditions. So um, if you get those overhead conditions, I, I really like the opportunity to swing bowler. We see that delivery that, that brought down Virat uh, Coley where there's a wider, potentially swinging away ball from Scott Bowling, which is something he doesn't really do, but um, those types of deliveries are hard to play. You know, it, it just moves that little bit, you know, gets a, a foot and a half away from you, just moves enough and, and, and creates that false shot. So something that that uh, Michael Neese has been doing beautifully in, yeah. in county cricket. So it's a good place for for the selectors to be to uh, make those tough calls uh, as we go into the Ashes. All right, well, on those calls, and you're at the coalface on this. You're at the, the, the cutting edge. We've just heard about the youngsters you're working with, sports science and load management and all the catchphrases and buzzwords we hear, how much will that come into play and should that come into play? Because what have we got? Six tests in seven weeks if you count what just happened. Well, of course, you have to count what just happened against India in the World Test Championship. Yeah, definitely. Look, we're going to need all five of them at some point uh, to, to play a role. Um, look, I think one thing, one part of the game has done in recent times is um, the players are very honest um, and uh, working with the, you know the sports science people and the physios and the doctors to make sure that they can get through a five-day match and not, um, you know, be injured at the at the end of the series. So, the, you know, it's obviously a lot easier for England. They've got, you know, guys that are playing county cricket at the moment, throwing up their fifers and sixers um, in county cricket that potentially could come in at the back end of the tournament for them, um, where our guys are sort of working away in the nets and trying to get that bowling you know, it would probably be nice if they sent Michael Nisa back to play a, a, a little county game. It would be good yeah. for Glamorgan. He's uh, got that connection there. So um, just to keep him going. So if it is the fourth, fifth or uh, fourth or fifth test, um, he gets that call up. You know, um, only in a few weeks' time, we'll have um, uh, Spencer Johnson in Brisbane here. I'm going to do a bit of work with him. Um, he's waiting in the wings for a, a potential Ashes call up as well in the fourth and fifth test. So. Um, so that's another little thing that's happening behind the scenes as well. So um, having to get those those guys that are there, thereabouts in mm-hmm. Australia A up for potential Australian selection. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, our, our big heat fast bowler back in Brisbane. Yeah, Dr. Chris Brown's lookalike. I can yeah, imagine he'd uh, he'd be uh, rip-roaring, ready to go after uh, after the season or the summer he had for the heat. Hey, speaking of the heat, Vic, um, you, obviously now the coach of England – uh, Brendan McCullum, Bazball, he, he he spent a lot of time here in Brisbane with, with the Heat. Does Bazball stand up to the world's best bowling attack? I know we haven't seen it in play, but but put your your, your theory hat on. What what do you think the world's yeah. best bowling attack will do to Bazball? Well, obviously they're going to put him under under, under enormous pressure, and and um, and Bazball will be tested. I, I think you, you, I was actually listening before about Billy Slater. Um, you know, you've you got to think about Zach Crawley and, and Ben Duckett and Ollie Pope and Harry Brook. They're all um, 24, 25. Or ben, uh, ben Duckett's a little bit older at 28. But, um, you know, they're easily influenced <laughs> at, at, at this age. And they're young blokes who are taking the game on. You know, Harry, Harry Brook has got a, He's still averaging 80 after, you know, um, seven test matches batting at five. So you've got 
someone like him who was probably e- easily influenced by a, a rock star. He is a rock star, Brendan McCullum. He is. Um, to actually go out there and and um, and take on the game and um, put the pressure put the pressure back on the bowler. That's what it's about. You've got to put some pressure back on the bowler. It was great to see David Warner in that last Test match against India put some pressure back on Mohammed Sami and those types. If you just let them bowl at you, they'll they'll end up getting you out. And I think that's the influence that. He's having the two old heads and Ben Stokes and Johnny Bairstay. Well, I think they'd probably enjoy enjoy having a beer with Baz, Ball, Baz at the end of it and <laughs> and, uh, and talking about Baz Ball. So they're open to anything as well. They're both senior players who've done well in the game. So, um, so you've got a really nice mix there. Obviously, you've got Joe Root who's holding it all together who will just keep playing the way Joe, Joe Root plays. He's not going to try and uh, 11,000 test runs, so he's not going to go out there and try anything different uh, into baseball and let the other young blokes take it the game on. We've seen Ben Duckett. He, he played here in Australia. That's right. For the heat. He, he takes the game on. You know, he's, he's had a pretty good start to his test career. He's played 10 test matches, and he's already picked up two test hundreds. So, um, you know, that, he's, he's, he's that type of player. Harry Brook, who's taking on the world in T20 cricket, but he's also being able to take it across to to, uh, to test cricket. So pretty exciting um, talent that we could see. Um, but, you know, like I said, you, you are up against some pretty formidable bowlers who are asking questions every ball. Um, you know, yeah. you know captain in, in Cummins, uh, you know, bowling is just you know, in, in this vein of um, hitting the top of off like you wouldn't believe. Uh, so it, good. He's just so good at it. And then you've got someone like Mitchell Stark. He's bowling fast. Uh, so... Not easy. Um, you, know, you also got to look at those left-handers um, in in that in that lineup there. That you know potentially line uh, it plays a role against as well. So um, you know only only the two left-handers if they do go with that type of team. So there's not a lot of left-handers there either. I think when we've had success against England in the past, we've had some left-handers in their in their in their batting lineup. So a little bit of a different challenge for. Uh, for Nathan Lyon and obviously Basball, they came in, even came out a few weeks ago and said that they're going to bring the boundaries in, all this sort of stuff. So it's um, it's been a bit of cat and mouse between um, Australia and England leading into the action. And we wouldn't have it any other way, Andrew, would we? It just sets us up for six weeks of no sleep. We'll be hanging off every ball and you'll be able to hear it all here on SENQ. Thank you, mate. Invaluable insight as always. We'll let you get back to the uh, the young guns of uh, Queensland cricket producing the next Deckity, the next Nisa, uh, the next Scotty. Bowling. Andrew Bickle uh, on the line from the Allen Border Field down at the uh, National Cricket Centre there, applying his trade in the, well, the preseason for the Queensland Bulls. I, I love that analytical stuff, the, the, just how he you know, gets into it. And, and just what he said about the run ups, too. I always thought you just go in full tilt and bowl. No, 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 no. It, it was a bit like Ricky Ponting dissecting the different changes of seam and the ball and the wrist movement from Scott Bowler. That was. Uh, that was that was riveting television, wasn't it, during the World Test Championship? I love that. Ponting's got to be one of the best analytical commentators going around in any sport, doesn't he? Yeah. Who beats him? Not not in cricket, but across the board. Who beats Ricky Ponting as analytical commentator, the best analyst in any sport? 13, 13, 0467 uh, Vanessa tapping her toes, tapping the desk. She's standing by with a news hit. <laughs> Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. <laughs> 
10 questions, one winner. Time for Morning's Quiz Whiz. And now here's our very cheap version of Tony Barber, Benny Davis. Ah, yes, look out. We are on at an earlier time for just today. Brad Fittler's media conference coming up at 11 o'clock. We need to get some answers on that. 13-13-55. That's the number you need to be part of Queensland Sports' biggest quiz. The first question, can you tell me the score from State of Origin 1? New South Wales losing to Queensland in Adelaide. The score was... Let's go to the lines. Des, morning to you. Oh, good day, Benny. How are you going again? Oh, it's, we're back. All right, good. Des, what can you, you, you gave us some input earlier in the show. What have you got for us this time round? Do you remember the score from Adelaide, game one? Well, I normally go to bed before the end of the game, but I'm pretty sure it was 26-18 the next morning. <laughs> yes, well done. You're away, off and running. Brilliant. All right, I hope you watched the footy over the weekend. The Lions wasn't the best game for them, but they lost to which team on Saturday? Oh, don't follow the AFL, but was it Hawthorne? It was indeed. We are off and racing. Des, for, for someone who goes to bed early and for someone who didn't watch it, you are two from two and flying. Here we go. Question number three of ten. Who won the man of a match for Australia in the World Test Championship? Uh, oh, the fellow that scored 160-some um, uh, head. Head, yes, Des, away, off and running. Uh, just because Des is on a roll here, well, we're not going to death ride him, but if he doesn't make it, the next man jumps in. 13, 13, 55 is the number you need. There's a number of them standing by, so no pressure, Des. All right, there is, oh, here we go. Question number four. Which Australian boxer fights on the Gold Coast? This Sunday against Carlos Ocampo. Oh, my goodness. My sausage roll is just about to come to an end. Um, uh, is, he, uh, is he one of those Tazoo uh, boys? Which one? Which one? Tim Tim, Tim. Yes, it is Tim Zoo. Well done. All right. I've I've pulled that out of nowhere, I can tell you. I love it. The sausage roll keeps on going. I love it. I love it. I love it. Question number five. We're halfway there, Desi. We're halfway there. What year did the Broncos last win the NRL Premiership? Um, The Broncos. Mm. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, I'd say maybe 2011. Oh, no, 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 no. I know, bugger indeed. You were going so well, mate. Going so well. It wasn't 2011. Oh, geez, he's done well. He's done well. Halfway there feel like a bit of Bon Jovi coming up on us. All right, uh, let's head to downtown Burpengary. John, morning to you. Morning, Ben. My sausage roll is just fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> well, we've got to get on one first, so let's go. Question number five. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can put some sauce on it. All right. The Broncos, they last yeah, won their oh, premiership yeah. when? 2006. 
2006. I can still see Webby and Lockie holding up the trophy. Um, all right. Uh, okay. Here we go. Question number six. Uh, which team's at the bottom of the AFL ladder? Do I get a clue? No. Well, they can't beat an egg. Let's go. West Coast, yes, there we go. Well done, you're away. Question number seven. This week, V8 Supercars, they fire back up into action. Where are they racing? Mm, it was one of my clues. I'll take a stab. Phillip Island? Oh, no, not Phillip Island. Not Phillip Island. John, sadly, no. And you know what, John, the moment you got on and the moment Des got on a roll, callers started dropping off. But this is why you need to stay on the line because John got caught up. 13, 13, 55. For the four callers that were on the board before thinking they've got no chance, jump on, jump back on. V8 Supercars this weekend, where's it being held? It's all you need to know and you're away. You're only three questions away from winning this week's quiz. Uh, as we get those callers back, let's take a quick break. We'll do it straight after this. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, yes, 10.54. We are in the middle of Queensland's biggest sports quiz, and I've figured out the strategy. You all sit back and wait to see who gets to question seven, eight, and if they stumble, you jump on. So Adam, Jamie, Damien, we're all there ready to rock, but let's head to Greg. Good morning to you, mate. Good morning. How are you going, guys? Yeah, very well, very well. Supercars back on this weekend. Where are they being held? Uh, Cairns. Oh, no, not Cairns. Not Cairns. It is. No, I'm going to leave it at that. Not Cairns. <laughs> um, Greg, thank you. Damien's out. Windaroo. I have not been to Windaroo for so long. How's the golf course looking out there? Is it, what is it, Snake Gully, Snake Creek? Is it still a thing? Yes, uh, gully number 14, lovely hole. Um, yeah, golf course holding up pretty well. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Let's see how well you're holding up. Question number seven, the supercars back in action this weekend. Where are they racing? Uh, big D up in Darwin. The big, the big D, that's the first time I've heard it called that, the big D. There we go. Hot as hell, they're calling it. Uh, so they'll be unleashing hell on the, at, uh, at um, what's that, Hidden Valley, isn't it? Um, all right, question number eight. Let's see if you can get on that sausage roll. Which team's sitting at the bottom of the NRL ladder, Damien? Uh, it's a tie between St. George and the Tigers. Yeah, but there's one sitting on the bottom for four and against. What is it? Who is it? Oh, let's go Dragons. Oh, 50-50, you had a chance. All right, it opens up um, the door for Adam is on line five. Adam, are you calling from Morinbar? Yeah, mate. Mate, good to have you on board. What's uh, what's Tuesday morning look like in your part of the world? Uh, just getting concrete out the gate, mate. Just, um, looking after the mines out here. Good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Keeping the country and the state rolling. All right. Bottom of the ladder. Which team is it? I think you just had a big clue from Damien. Oh, I'm going to say the West Tigers, mate. West Tigers, indeed. Yes, away. So you are now two questions away. This is the penultimate one. Uh, da, 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 question nine. All right, Novak Djokovic, French Open winner over the weekend. Who did he beat? Oh, jeez. It was an unknown. It was a bloody rookie. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> Chuck me an answer. I can tell you who I can tell you who he beat in the semi-final. <laughs> no, no good, no good. I'm going to have to move on. Adam, shoot one out. Otherwise, I'm going to have to push on. Oh, I don't know. That he's from. Um, He's from that place. He's from that place he was from. Adam, thank you. Thanks for being part of the show, mate. Oh, all right. Jamie's at Kamira. G'day, Jamie. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Do you know who Novak beat to win the French Open? Man, I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. There was plenty of sport on, but who 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 did he beat? Uh, nah, I'm blank. All right, no, all right, that's okay, Jamie. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he, he isn't an unknown. I'll give you that. He's not an unknown. Uh, Adam was going down the right path, but he's, but he's got a fairly high ranking. Uh, let me see. Let's go. Let's go to the sunny coast. G'day, Bevan. G'day, mate. How you go, mate? I'm well. I'm well. I'd be even better if you knew who Novak Djokovic beats at Roland Garros. I think it was rude. Very rude. Not Rodney, Casper. Exactly right. So Casper Rude, uh, world number four. He's ranked uh, at, after that. So well done. All right. You have jumped in at the right time, Bevan, because you are now up to question 10. This is it. Can you be the last man standing? All you need to know is when did the Blues last win at Suncorp Stadium? Uh, 21. He has swooped in like a thief of the night have come down and taken it out. Bevan, congratulations. 2020. That was a trick question because you'd go, oh, I can't be that short a time ago. No, 21. It was indeed. Well done, mate. You've got the double pass to head to, well, AFL's version of State of Origin. The Lions against the Swans. Sydney v Brisbane this Friday night at the Gabba. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you for everyone jumping on board. Bevan, I'm going to send you back to the Hoff. He's going to get your details. Oh, outstanding stuff. I see the strategy now. Everyone hangs back, hangs back, just like Bevan did and swooped in right at the end. He didn't get on a sausage roll. He only had the answer too. Well done, Bevan. Congratulations. All right, we're 60 seconds away from 11 o'clock, which means we're 60 seconds away from hearing from Brad Fittler. Maybe. Potentially. He's been all over the shop this morning. The team announcement was supposed to happen at 11. It happened at 7.50. Liam Martin can't train until the captain's run but he still picked him anyway. Uh, the Blues, they are all over the shop, but the biggest answer will be questioned, why Nico Hines or why no Nico Hines? SENQ mornings, 13 13 55 0467 736 736. Be part of Queensland Sports' biggest conversation. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Oh, four minutes past 11. Thanks for your company this Tuesday morning. I, I said at the top of the show that strap yourselves in because this will be a ride. 
Oh, Brad Fittler and the Blues. They have absolutely no idea what's going on in their own camp. Or maybe they do and they're just throwing smoke bombs out everywhere. Smoke screens. Um, we were hearing at 11am, in fact, the official release from New South Wales Rugby League said the team announced 11am and that's when we expected Brad Fittler to talk. Well, they went three hours early, announced their team just before 8 o'clock. And we are expecting Brad Fittler to be standing in front of microphones at 11. In fact, that's what we've been hearing all morning. But that is not happening. Hmm. I can tell you what is happening. I can tell you that the Queenslanders are training right now. They're doing that at Broncos HQ, Red Hill. So in the next hour, we will take you down there, grab one of the players once they step off that training field, have a chat to them. I'll be talking to Cowboy Griffin Name. Exactly. He's got, well, actually, I wonder what camp he's in. He's a Kiwi, but he's got teammates in Jeremiah Nanai and now Reese Robson. Of course, also he's got Murray Tawalungi and Valentine Holmes too. So who does he support? Who is he backing coming origin? But also I'll be talking to him about Friday night. The Cowboys and Panthers, can they continue their giant killing ways? They they took down the storm. Jeez, didn't they belt the storm in Townsville a couple of weeks ago? They've had the buy, so we'll touch base with him. And in about mm, 15 minutes' time, if we can pull him off the golf course, Brian Fletcher. That's right, Fletch and that nipple ring. But also what does he make of the New South Wales team? No Nico Hines, no Tavita Pengai Jr. Nico Hines can never play State of Origin again. How can he? Brad Fittler has proven that he is not an Origin player because if he was, he'd be playing Origin too. The Dalian medalist, he was on the bench for game one. He was the perfect fit to slot in for an injured Nathan Cleary. But that ain't happening. Look, let's find out what is happening in New South Wales. Again, we need to get behind enemy lines. We know that every hero needs a villain. We need to find out what's going on down there because I don't know if they know. Smacks of desperation, doesn't it? Uh, Michelle Bishop, part of the SEN family down in Sydney. She's also a colleague of mine at Channel 7. We've got her on the line. Michelle, good morning to you. Uh, is it morning down there? Do you even know what's going on as far as the Blues are concerned? Do the Blues know what going, is going on? Oh, fair crack of the whip. Is it morning down there? Do we know what's going on? Absolutely. It's, uh, well, we're totally getting started on our regime down here. <laughs> right. Is <laughs> Freddie, is Freddie and talking at 11 dogs, o'clock? No. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be, be talking at 11 o'clock. Right. Uh, when that's is he because talking? we were so good. We were so good and we got the side before 11 o'clock. So he was, uh, he released it at 10 to 8 this morning, which you would have heard at quarter to <laughs> 8 uh, on SEN uh, Breakfast yeah. with uh, Vossie and Brandy oh. and myself. Yes. Um, now, listen, uh, Nico Hines never to play Origin again. Mm. Scrap that. I don't believe that that'll be the case. It's just the way the cookies crumbled this time. And, and uh, in Michelle, terms of come on, where come he's on. gone in terms in, of in, selections, well, look, I do fed... still see him as a very strong 14. And at the moment, it didn't work out that way. They've gone with Reese Robson. He's been an in and about origin for, well, it's not just last uh, game one that he was just in and about. I mean, it was yeah. two, two years ago, he was in and around the scene as well, which is pretty much well, like, really pleased to see Teon Kalamatongi also come in as the 19th man. He's been banging on the door of origin for quite some time. But the changes, they are major. Mitchell Moses yeah. played his way into that jersey yesterday. Gave Look, could you imagine? It would have been an absolute crisis had Freddie gone anywhere else with just the way he performed yesterday. No, and no, no. no, look, no. Michelle, I'm, I'm going to have to pull you up there. I'm going to have to pull you up there. Mitchell Moses <laughs> had a hell of a game yesterday against the Bulldogs, and Tavita Pengai Jr. played Moses into that jersey because he just made him look like a superstar. He's got some speed. He's got a great kicking game. I'll give him that. 
The only problem is, and you mentioned Reese Robson before, well, Reese Robson's not a halfback. Nico Hines is a half. So if Nathan Cleary's out and Nico Hines is in your bench for game one, well, then the Dalian medalist surely is a walk-up start for game two. That's why he won't Look, be playing Origin probably, ever again. He can't. That's probably what we all expected until yesterday. Um, and I, I just think that Mitchell Moses has got a great relationship with Freddie. Look, you know, I've been highly critical of Mitchell in the past for not, not being able to nail those big moments, but he's kind of proven us uh, wrong in, in this last sort of 12 months. He's been able to step up and own those moments. No Tavita Pangai Jr., as you say. Yeah. I was uh, Hudson Young, super surprised that, uh, well, obviously very happy, but um, surprised that Hudson got, got a call back. Um, but, I mean, that's awesome. I think that's massive for his confidence because we did have this conversation uh, last time I spoke with Daly Terry Evans uh, at breakfast the morning after the game, and he was uh, he couldn't praise Hudson enough. I mean, he could, would have been an absolute hero had that had that strip gone the opposite way. Uh, Damian Cook. Wow, I've never seen someone so relieved for him to walk through the doors this morning, um, obviously for Apicorosau. But the other one, and very popular one, is um, West Tigers' uh, Stefano Utui Kamanu. They are all super pumped to see just his size and, and what he's you know able to bring to the table. Uh, very interesting day today, though. I will say that. So they will train, but it's not training as you know it. It's a bit of a walkthrough. They'll be out on the field. Obviously, everybody's got different training loads. Mitchell Moses just played yesterday. Uh, so, you know, uh, Junior Polo. So they won't have a, a training session as what we'd regularly know as one. So, so what, um, so so what probably, are they, so what are they yeah. doing? Are they taking their shoes off and earthing? Is, is that what they're doing? That's, that's no, 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 no. They'll do a little bit more than that. Um, but it won't, won't go in. They didn't want to go into too many, you know, finer details about it, but they definitely, it'll be all, you know, closed up shop. I'm, I'm thinking there's a little bit more of, um, I guess there is a little bit of paranoia around. They're under pressure. He's got to level the series. Yeah. We all know that if he wins um, in terms of this series, he gets to uh, keep his job as coach, Brad Fittler, um, head of the, uh, you know, top of the blues. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's, there is a little bit of tension. There's a little bit of a, a different mood, but... Um, hey, Michelle, can I ask you, have you, seen Liam Ma- have you seen Liam Martin? I had a good chat with Liam a short time ago, and How the situation it? with him is, he's good, um, but in terms of contact, we won't see him do any contact whatsoever until very late in uh, the camp. Now, I've even heard that it could possibly not be until game day. Uh, Liam didn't want to buy into that completely, but he just said it will be very late. And look, we're still waiting. There's one final piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, to be put together here at Coogee this morning, and that is Latrell Mitchell. Everybody else is in camp, getting measured up, doing their medicals. Uh, No sign of Latrell just yet. I'm not panicking. Um, I don't think there's any significant storyline in it. He just hasn't arrived. We're waiting for the big bang. Well, he hasn't played for a month. I mean, so what's another week? Oh, he can't train till Sunday anyway, can he? At least. He, he and Cam <laughs> You're loving can't... every minute. Of this. this is cruel putting me on the platform like this this morning. No, Mister. <laughs> come on, fighting. bish, I'll bish, bish, bish. This is, this, is, this is just Queensland, New South Wales banter at this time. Of year. I'm just warming up for Brian Fletcher next. I want to get his take on <laughs> no Nico Hines and no Tavita Pangai Jr., uh, and, and just some of the other ridiculous decisions that are going on. And, and, and this is in all seriousness. Liam Martin, I know he's a weapon, but, geez, that's a hell of a gamble. He, he can't – I mean, the 11-day stand down, that takes him to I game – I the that, house on it. That takes it to game day. Unless he gets a special clearance by the – well, by an independent doctor, and he may be able to do contact. I, I know he'll be well-rested, but oh, – you know, one, one knock away and he, he could be he could be in danger. And you know what? It just all augurs well. It just plays into Queensland's hands. The only thing I will say, Michelle, 
you're trying to do a Queensland on Queensland. Backs against the wall, coach's job is on the line, underdogs, the bookies are no favourites, uh, no one's giving you a, a chance. The fact that the, you haven't won a game two at Suncorp Stadium since, well, after losing game one, since 1998. 1998, it's 25 years. And do you know who was mad? Can, can, you, can you cast your mind back to 1998 and who was mad of the match in that game, Michelle? Oh, goodness me, I was at school in year eight. Yeah. <laughs> Can't quite remember. Well, I'll tell you, it was a bloke called Rod- me, it was a, It was a bloke called Rodney Howe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, destroyed Queensland, man of the match in that game, and didn't play again for 19 months, and we know why. So that was the only way New South Wales was actually able to win at Suncorp oh, Stadium. Oh, uh, we're not going there, are we? I can assure you this is a tidy camp, very Michelle, clean. And Michelle, look, it's I'm just, loving the fact it's that not we're an on the back here. We have our backs against the it's wall. It's not an opinion. It's counting. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just what happened. It's, it's right. Dear, oh, dear. I'm, I'm, yeah, well. You have to go. Only time will tell. And I'm certainly not concerned about Latrell Mitchell and his calf. Liam no. Martin and his uh, concussion, they are the least of our worries. Um, I do love the fact that we've what got are the you likes worried of about? Kalamatangi coming in uh, with the thought process, exactly like Steve Crichton did in the first one saying I'm coming in and I'm, I'm in that mindset and prepared to play. Um, they're, they're, they're on. These boys are on. They're going to give it their best. And, and obviously, it is de- we are desperate. Of course we're desperate. We need to keep the series alive. We can't hide away from that. Yeah. Um, but Freddie's stuck with, well, pick the guys that he has. <laughs> and I just hope that all of New South Wales now stick with Freddie and we get over the line. Oh, I love the delusional thinking, Michelle. It's outstanding. (laughs) I've been awake since 4 (laughs) a.m. We we will talk before next Wednesday night. I love your work. Thank you, Michelle Bishop. I'm sure we will. From the SEN family, also from uh, 7 News in Sydney as well. Oh, wow. Wow. Delusional stuff. Look, we are standing by for the Maroons to finish training at Red Hill. It'd be interesting to see how long Billy runs them too. Uh, We normally work on about an hour's training session and they started about an hour ago. The moment we do get a player to come off the field, we will jump uh, we'll jump on to you. But again, they do work on origin time. So that basically is, um, well, they run their own race. So we're waiting on that to speak to a Queensland player before midday today. Let's head to some texts before we come back to our origin talk. Um, Sean, thank you for yours. Oh, on, yeah, commentary. I mentioned last hour about Ricky Ponting and just watching him dissect the way that Scott Boland was bowling the ball with the angle of the seam and the angle of the wrist coming through. It was just fascinating stuff, wasn't it? Riveting. And I posed the question, is there a better analytical commentator across, not, not just cricket, but across sport? Sean's jumped on. He said the spin king himself was really good analytically, especially field placements and plans. But another sport, what about Billy the Kid? Billy Slater, the way he dissects, dissects the plays and shows why he's such a good coach. He's pretty handy with the horses as well. He does. Yeah, in the breeding game too. Sean, thank you. Thank you for your contribution to the show. Uh, Adam has said, what about oh, – now this is my favourite. I, I reckon this is the clubhouse leader. No, Adam, not your text. I'm talking about uh, who you've mentioned in your text. Neil Crompton in the supercars. The way that he busts down – what can be so technically difficult to get your head around, especially when we all drive a car. We all know how to drive, but it's how you drive quick and how you drive fast and how you conserve fuel and how you do the tyres and, and everything they aim for in the supercar. I reckon he's one of the best analytical commentators across sport. Neil Crompton, very good, very good call, Adam. 
1355 0467 736 736. Uh, Macca says, why was Hines good enough origin one and playing out of position for the 10 minutes but not for game two it's the question we're all asking Mac. exactly it's the question we're all asking actually did we get out of michelle when brad fitler was actually going to front the media one one o'clock she said so it's gone from 11 a.m to dropping the team at 10 to 8 to now talking at one and training behind closed doors we need it we need it we need to roll that song what's that paranoia song paranoia paranoia Oh, it's getting into our heads, is it? Yeah, Slam and Sam, the rogue New South Welshman who gets let loose in the studio. Uh, 16 minutes past 11 Tuesday morning. SENQ will be back to talk Cowboys. We'll be back to talk Blues. Oh, Brian Fletcher. Oh, yes. Fletch will get his take on what the hell is going on with Nico Hines next. <laughs> Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Ah, yes, that was that Paranoia song. Yeah, they kick in and go, Paranoia, Paranoia. I'm not sick, but I'm not well. And that is by no means the way we're getting into our next guest, but it actually does fit just a little bit too well, doesn't it? Uh, he is a man who's played for New South Wales 14 times, and he did win once at Suncorp Stadium. Yes, what about that? I speak none other than our great friend from the Drive Show, Brian Fletcher. Very good morning to you, Fletch. Morning, Benny. How are you? Mate, I'm confused. I'm I'm happy. I, I I think New South Wales in disarray. They don't know whether they're Arthur or Martha. Is the team dropping at eleven? Is it dropping at eight fifty? When's Brad Fittler talking? Why is Liam Martin there? Why is no Nico Hines? Can you answer me any of those questions, mate? Oh, look, yeah, we're just making up the numbers, mate. We, yeah, we're just going up there to, to get, let you blokes just flog us. Um, <laughs> no, well, it's been a bit bizarre, hasn't it? Yeah, Freddie doesn't. <laughs> Old Freddie sometimes gets confused uh, with times. He wasn't the he wasn't the uh, greatest time management when I, when I was playing with him. So uh, no, I think they're just waiting for, for injuries and uh, um, yeah, I know the Liam Martin thing, but yeah. we just we still got to wait because um, it was a category one. So hopefully he'll come through the, the medical and then uh, off we go. Right. Well, well, let's start there. Do, do you roll the dice for Liam Martin? Is he is he the type of player that you need to come off the bench? and not have a training session, not be able to have contact and have that risk of a concussion fl- flaring up again. Is he that type of player that you should take a risk on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, if he gets all the, the all clear from um, the doctors, yeah, he's got to be in there. Along with Jerome Luai, I thought he was our most two, uh, two most threatening players. Um, I don't think he... If he comes through the medical and he's all good, I, I think he'll start. I don't think that, that he will come off the bench. Um just knowing what happened last time, and we sort of had Cameron Murray and Liam Martin on the bench, and Queensland just jumped away to score those two quick tries, and yeah. we were chasing oh, after that. So, fingers crossed he gets through because um, he's a big part of of New South Wales. If we're going to win, he needs to be in the side. All right, well, there we go. That's the first big call. Now, talk me through the Nico Hines non-selection because that 
has got me stunned. It, what that tells me is that Nico Hines is not an origin player and never will be. Well, it's a bit hard going off when he was only got 14 minutes or, or whatever yeah. it was. Um, yeah, a lot has changed. I, I don't know whether it was the Saturday game or Sunday game, I should say, like because it's a bit unfair if you're comparing those two games to say, right, whoever has a better game, no disrespect to the Bulldogs, but Mitchell Moses was playing against you know a team running third last and Nico was down there playing against the Melbourne side who came off a, a flogging up in Townsville. So I, I, I understand that, well, my thinking is Freddie had made his mind up that if Nathan Cleary was out, he was going to have a Mitchell Moses, which is a similar sort of player to Nathan Cleary in the sense that he kicks, he kicks really long. He's got a, a good long kicking game and he, he defends pretty well. So that's the only that's the only thing I can come up with that as soon as um, Cleary was out, Freddie had made his mind up that it was going to be Mitchell Moses. And, and I can wear that. I can cop that. But then why wasn't he there for game one playing off the bench? Well, I, I, this is the thing. Maybe because Nico could cover fullback, Nico could cover centres. Uh, he was a full utility. We now have an issue where if someone goes down in the back, our bench, it's going to have to be a Cameron Murray. So I think Freddie's realised that um, we need to use all our bench players. Because if, if Tommy Turbo didn't go down, Nico doesn't get on the field. Which, in origin, you need 17 players. So yeah. I, I gather he's watched the game back and, and thought, well, we need to have four forwards on the bench. So how then do you go into a game having the Dalian medalist sitting on the bench and not having a plan to use him? Yep. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly right. Hang um, on, but you and I agreeing here. This is not how it's supposed to work. Well, I I, <laughs> I gathered that he was just going to be a backup, but the, the way Appy was playing, to my understanding was Luai was going to go to six, uh, sorry, to nine, to give Appy a rest, but that never eventuated because Appy actually was still, he looked like he he could handle it out in the seventieth minute, so. This is a one. This is a question for the coaching staff of um, of the Blues, but I reckon they've seen what Queensland can do with the Hunt and Grant combination, and they're going to say, right, oh well, Cookie. I, I think Robson will start, and Cookie will come off the bench. But I might, I might be wrong. But we, we're doing. We're copying new blokes. Yeah, we're copying new blokes a little bit there, yeah. and we're desperate too. You know? <laughs> Very desperate. Um, Brian Fletcher, my guest <laughs> this morning. Uh, he will be back in action the, this afternoon on SCM, mate. You know what it's like to come to Suncorp Stadium uh, and win Game Two. Although you had the luxury of doing it in two thousand, where you were coming off a, a win at Stadium Australia. Your captain at the time, Brad Fitler, so he knows what it takes as well. Paint the picture for us. How intimidating is it for someone wearing sky blue to, to come to the cauldron and, and try and get up over Queensland? Yeah, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard because you're up there for the week and you're getting abused uh, when you go downstairs for a coffee. You, mm. You're going to the movies, you're getting abused. And then, of course, you've got that famous, which they don't do it anymore, the bus ride past the Caxton where you lunatics just come out and throw stuff at us. Um, but then you sort of get into <laughs> Hang on, hang on. You, you set up in the Caxton car park in a bloody bubble, a perspex yeah, tube. Know. Like, what's going on there? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I had to. I had to. My bosses were making me do that. <laughs> um, uh, but then you get into the ground. You can't really hear anything. This is the weird thing, because you warm up underneath. When when I was when I first played up there, we warmed up. Um, it was the old Lang Park. So you got you got a little bit of a feel to it. But yeah. now you're in the Suncorp Stadium. You're down below. You can't hear anything. And then you run out and... Wow, the roar just cuts through you like you, like a big wind just comes through you, and then off you, 
off you go. It, the, the problem is you've just got to try and keep the crowd quiet, and it's very, very hard. Um, you know, a penalty, up goes the crowd. A drop ball, up goes the crowd. So when you're playing in a parochial crowd, you've just got to try, and it's very hard, just to keep the, the, the crowd silent. Uh, Brian, you, you've um, you've actually made me break one of my cardinal rules, and I, I think I I think I might have been my first show of the year where I said, "Well, there's one bloke I'm not getting on ever, and that's Brian Fletcher," because I don't know if I've <laughs> ever forgiven you for the grenade throwing in in 2000 and the ten oh, pin yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I didn't do the ten pin. No, no, no. Ten pin wasn't me. You were you? No, that were was you... the Canberra. That was Raiders. No, 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 no. Oh. So we were. That was when the footy show were doing the. That's right. Um, you know the, the try celebrations, and we just got caught up with it. Well, we, you know, it's not often you get to beat um, Queensland by fifty, <laughs> and it's not often the great Gordon Tallis gets sent off. Yeah. So I was really just <laughs> celebrating those sort of things, those two things. Premeditated. Well, it came back and bit me, didn't it? Because then you blokes went on one eight in a row. <laughs> so. Maybe I should have my time. I should have taught me time over, and I think about well, maybe not doing it. Actually, you know that's a that's a good point. Well, we should be thanking you because it, it blew up Origin. It blew up Origin for us. The next year, Wayne comes back, the the, the super coach, and mm-hmm. he nine debutants, and we have players like Takiri and uh, Carlor and Myers uh, unleashed. Um, I'm sure Chris Walker, and he brings Alf back. So yeah, 2001. That was they were good times. We should talk about those. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, yeah we got we got beat. So look, I'm glad I could help Queensland. <laughs> I, I just want something out of it. What do I get? Do I get a tracksuit or yeah. any? Give me something. Um. All right. Let me think. Let me think. Um. Actually, I've got a. Maybe you can give us a tip. How's that? So here's a good thing. You can give Queenslanders a tip about nipple piercing. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Do not do it. <laughs> How's it going? What an abs- Oh, I got it out. I got it out. So I had to keep it in. Got it on the Tuesday before the Thursday show. Right. So Maddie wanted to, um, you know, make sure I had it in. It was still in when we had the show on Thursday. So <clears throat> Friday morning, I got it straight out. Oh. Yeah. One of the worst pain painful things I've ever done. It, it, but so, it, it, at the moment, as in like the moment it happens is the pain no, or does it continue the whole time? Yeah, pain. Pain happens when you do it. When you when they pierced it at the start. Yes. So he told me, you know, a lot of people get other body parts done. Mm-hmm. He said out of all the body parts that people get done, the nipple is the most painful. And I thought he was Jane up. And I went, <laughs> all right. And I said, well, can you put that numbing, numbing agent on? He goes, no, no, we don't use that sort of stuff. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, but don't worry, Nathan's got a bet this week, so stand by for some retribution. Oh, really? The, can we oh, ask? Yes. Can we ask what the bet is? No, nah, I can't tell you yet. Well, he's got a. So his bet is Origin Two mm-hmm. that we'll win thirteen plus, and Payne Hass and Junior Barlow will both score a try. So he's a million to one. Oh, yeah. He's a million to one. That's truth. Right. I mean, I'd like. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit torn. Because I'd like that result, but I also don't want him to win because I, I need to pay just get some payback. Um, let's just say, can I give you a tip? Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a. I'm taking him to lunch. There you go. Uh, right, that I'm doesn't that doesn't lunch. sound that painful. No, it's not more. Yeah, it's just what we'll, we'll what we'll be eating. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. We are looking uh, for and, where, and where we'll and where we're. Eating. Yeah. Okay. That's, nice. That's all I'm drawing you now. Nice. I look out for that. Um, get some of the. Is it the um? Uh, what's that? What's that cream? The dead old cream. The Savlon on the on the nipple. Does uh, that help, or is no, it infected, or is it good? 
No, no, it's all good. Best thing to get in a drink. So salt water. So oh. I've, I've just um, I've been going down the beach in the sound, morning, and the water's not too bad actually. You sound like my mum. Salt water cures everything. You've got, oh, you got a sore back, you just go, go for a swim. You've got to, you got to wrap, go to a swim. Yeah, nice one. All right, mate, we'll let you go. Thank you. Thank you for being part of it and trying to trying to make some sense of the nonsensical, how Nico Hines is not part of your uh, blue squad. All right, Fletch, good luck. Good luck with that. Good luck with the nipple piercing. Good luck with uh, the Heine, uh, the Heine bet as well. All right, we're coming up to uh, 11.33. Um, you know what? It doesn't matter if you're Fletch or if you're Heine or if you're Joel Kane, you can win too. Exactly. How do you do it? Easy. You can head to, write this down, iCanWin.com.au. What can you win? Well, you can win tickets for you and three mates to Origin 2. We've been talking about it all morning. Suncorp Stadium next Wednesday. Origin tickets to you and three mates. It's all thanks to Auto Masters. Great service guaranteed. You can service yourself by going to iCanWin.com.au. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. We can we can we can build our game more. I think we've built a, a great foundation of what this team is all about, and the players have done that. They've um, they've decided what they want to be about for this this generation of Queenslanders, and um, where they take it is is up to them. It's up to the coaching staff and. Um, but, yeah, I feel we're only getting started. Yeah, only getting started. That was Billy Slater yesterday on the announcement of the Queensland team for Origin 2. Right now, they are training at Red Hill, Broncos HQ. A little bit later than we expected, but that's okay. If they do get off the field in the next oh, 28, about 18 minutes, we'll try and bring you one of the players. But otherwise, um, we will be uh, able to have a chat tomorrow because they head down to... Sanctuary Cove to their base down there tomorrow. Um, just on that, Billy Slater, we're just getting started. I said at the beginning of the show, looking at his selections, not only for this game, but I think he is building not only for the series, but for the next decade. Billy the Kid is picking kids. He is trying to build his own dynasty. He was part of the original one. He was part of the only one as far as Origin's concerned. And I really think he is going in that direction. When you have a look at the toss-up selections, every time he's picked a player who has been on the younger side of that selection, you look at David Fafita and Kurt Capewell, David Fafita. When you look at uh, Reese Walsh and Calum Ponga, Reese Walsh, the younger. And when you look at Jeremiah Nanai and Felice Kafusi, well, Nanai is the younger. I know there are other factors here in the selection, but each time he's erred on the side of youth. He's building teams for the next, or a team, for the next decade. Just on Felice Cafusi, he's he's the one, though, I would have liked to have had in the team somewhere, somehow. I don't know who you leave out, but just him being an enforcer, him being a hitman, him being someone that they don't want to run at, doesn't matter what colour jersey you're on or you wear, I would have liked to have seen Felice Cafusi there. Billy Slater on why Felice wasn't there or why he picked Jeremiah Nanai instead. We consider all Queenslanders. We just feel that this is the best ingredients for this Queensland team for, for this game. And, you know, Felice has done a fantastic job throughout his whole career, uh, but in particular for this Maroon jersey. Um, you know, it's just a shame that he hasn't been playing football over the last month. And, um, you know, that's, that's pretty important, you know, to go out there and um, play one of the 
highest intensity games of, of rugby league with without any footy under your belt, well, it's it's not easy, but we felt that this was the best option. All right, there's so many layers to that answer too. So, yeah, Felice Cafusi not playing because he's been sitting on the pine. He's been out suspended for the last three weeks. That counted against him. Then you flip that around. Have a look at someone like Latrell Mitchell. By the time Origin 2 rolls around, he hasn't played for a month. So New South Wales willing to take that gamble, Billy Slater not. We'll find out which way the dice rolls and which way they land next Wednesday night. Someone who was in very much the same boat was Jeremiah Nanai, but he did get one game under his belt before Origin selection, and that was against the Melbourne Storm. Jeremiah Nanai played out of his skin, and so did the rest of his Cowboy teammates. They, they blew the Storm away. They inflicted storm damage on the storm. And one man who's been listening to all this and was part of that is on the line now, all the way from Townsville. Griffin Neem, a very good morning to you. Hey, guys. How you going? Mate, very well. More importantly, how are you going after the after that win against the storm and then having bye week? What What's the last seven days look like for you? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, definitely good after the last uh, couple of games we've had. And, um, yeah, it was a... It was a good game to be a part of, and um, all the boys played really well. And um, even better, it was heading into a bye week. So, um, yeah, it was good to have that win and then have a little break. So, yeah. All right, outstanding. Now, Griffin, you, you are a Kiwi. You're from the South Island. Is it is it Greymouth where you're from? Is that here? It's Greymouth? Yeah, yep, Greymouth. Yeah, yep. Greymouth. Uh, all right. Small little town in South Island, yeah. All right. Well, then the big question is, who do you support when it comes to State of Origin time? Um, yeah, I get asked this a lot actually. Um, <laughs> definitely being in North, being in North Queensland and um, playing with some of the Queensland boys, I'm, I'll definitely be supporting Queensland. Yeah. Oh, um, nice one. I, I, I like that. Good answer. What do you say though to Reese Robson? <laughs> He's part of the blue <laughs> setup. Yeah, um, definitely wish him the best of luck, and um, I hope he plays really well. But at the same time, I hope Queensland wins. Yeah. Oh, good stuff, mate. You can come on the show anytime. We love that. Good, good, good stuff indeed. <laughs> now, let's get back to you. Big win over the storm. Jeremiah was a big part of it. So so were you. I was looking at some of the numbers and they were outstanding. In 38 minutes that you spent on the field, you made 30 tackles, had nine runs for just under 100 metres. Mate, that, 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 is, that is enormous. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, I guess. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, you've got to back it up, though, now this Friday night. In Townsville, it doesn't get any easier. You're against the Panthers, who are sitting top of the ladder, albeit on for and against. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a big game for us this week, and um, we definitely want to put a good performance in. And um, yeah, I definitely want to put a good performance in myself. Yeah. Yeah, mate. They're they're they're, they're missing players through Origin as well uh, as as you are. So I guess it it does bring everyone back to the field a bit more and, and it's prime for for someone like you to, to stand up and, and take some ownership of this game. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we've both got a, a few key players out and uh, it'll be a both, both be a good test for both teams' depth um, in the squads. And um, yeah, I guess for players like myself, it's a good opportunity to just go out there and yeah, have a, have a really good game and put the best foot forward, I guess, for myself, yeah. Good stuff, mate. How's life been in North Queensland? Coming from the South Island of New Zealand, how, how's how's the North treating you? Um, yeah, it's it's good actually. I really like it. Um, yeah, it's a bit different from where I come from. Um, down in the South Island, it's freezing cold in the winter, raining all the time, and um, it's 
is there's only there's snow only a couple of hours away, so uh, it's definitely different here, especially in summer with how hot it gets. And um, but winters are beautiful here, and um, the temperature is gets pretty nice in the mornings and the evenings. And um, yeah, I really like it at the moment. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm happy. Here. I can I can imagine you, you went you're not really selling greymouth to us the cold and the snow, but what, what's its fame? What's it? What's its claim to fame? What's it? Uh, what what what's in that area, that region? Um, there's, I guess the people up here are really good. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone's really loves their football. And oh no no um, no 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 back in your in your hometown, back back in Greymouth. Where what's oh, what? Yeah, what's what's Greymouth. yeah? Because it's on the west coast uh, of the South Island, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really beautiful place. Uh, I think the scenery around there is amazing. And, um, yeah, anywhere you go around there is, is it's unreal. And um, although the weather's probably a bit colder than here, um, I think anywhere you go around the South Island is pretty nice. Um, yeah, it's a, not too far from the likes of Queenstown and all that. And um, nice. yeah, it's, it's it's a beautiful place down there. Is it is it wine country? It's not, is it? Really, it's more the North Island. Is that right, or am I am I getting my geography um, not confused? Not so much, Greymouth. Yeah, um, it is more down south near Wanaka. Um, there's a few wineries around there, um, not so much around Greymouth, um, but yeah, down down south a bit more it is, yeah. All right, because the reason I ask that is because after footy, you have expressed interest <laughs> in 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 retiring or at least getting an into you know getting a vineyard and starting up into yeah, that I'd, part of it. Yeah, I'd love that. So would yeah, I. It'd, it'd, it'd be awesome. I think it'd be it'd be a great job. Um, my parents love. Love a red wine. They have one almost every night, and um, I don't mind one myself every now and then. Um, so, what's your favourite? Yeah, what's your go-to? To... Uh, I've been trying heaps of different ones at the moment. Um, I've got a little box at home with a few mixes in there, um, but I think for the moment the Shiraz would be my favourite. Um, nice. There's a couple nice. brands here and there. Yeah, no, nice, nice one, nice one. Hey, tell me about the Cowboys New Zealand Academy. Uh, it, it's where you yep. came through. Yeah, I, I, look, and I've got a. I was thinking about. It. I mean, Townsville to Townsville to New Zealand. It's the biggest road trip in the NRL. I I, I was actually amazed to learn that the Cowboys had an academy in 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 uh, in your part of the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a fair way to get from, especially Greymouth to Townsville. It takes about a, a day and a half to get there. Um, but yeah, the academy was it was good. Uh, you know, I was, was only fifteen, sixteen, um, and just you know just played footy for the love of it. And um, we had we had a few trips over to Australia a couple of times a year, and um, then they started doing some camps in New Zealand because there was a few of us there. So um, yeah, it was it was good, and uh, all the coaches would come over, the junior coaches, and we'd spend a week in camp, and yeah, it was good fun. Nice one. Who who did you, who did you go through the academy with? What players? Yeah. Uh, my age group was, I had Tuki Simpkins, who's at the Tigers now. Mm-hmm. Um, a young lad, Kaius Fartilli, who's in Brisbane playing Q Cup. Um, Hamaso was in my Australian camps. Um, there's a few of us, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. And I know you made your debut uh, for, in the NRL alongside Jeremiah. Um, how... How is he going to go in the rigours of origin, uh, having just only played that one game uh, back, do you think? No, I reckon he'll go good. Um, he's a great player, Jeremiah. And, um, you know, when he was suspended, he didn't take the backward step. He 
trained really hard and got himself really fit. Um, so I think yeah, it's perfect time for him. A couple more games have been handy, but uh, I reckon he's going to kill it, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, mate, as you said, this Friday night is, is desperately important, especially for, for your team uh, after a big win against the Storm, backing it up and, you know, start creeping your way back up a very congested ladder. So a couple more wins and you're you're right back into this. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's a pretty tight competition this year. I yeah. think from like yeah, the middle of the, the ladder's pretty all pretty close. So um yeah, just a couple of wins will be will be good for us and um yeah, I think that's I feel that's our short term goals at the moment is to get a few more wins and try to push ourselves up the ladder as far as we can, yeah. Yeah, well, every every point counts, especially when it comes down to for and against as well. Two wins away and you find yourself uh, uh, in the eight. And the beauty of where you're sitting, if you can look at it that way, is that you're always going to be playing teams that are above you on the ladder, mate. So you'll be climbing way up. Hey, listen, thank you for the chat. Thanks for uh, telling us about Greymouth and uh, and all the uh, all the nice reds they've got in that uh, in that part of the world, mate. And we wish you all the best Friday night against the Panthers. Yeah, nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Outstanding. Griffin Neem from the Cowboys. Uh, outstanding stuff. We are doing it today, all thanks to Maccas, Little Legends. That's right. They're supporting grassroots sport in Queensland. We've just heard of the grassroots from where he came from as well. We're coming up to four minutes, uh, five minutes away, I should say, from midday. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Ben Davis. Morning, we've had two. Thank you for your company. Uh, tomorrow, huge day. Mal Meninga, of course, it is Immortal Wednesday. Mal, part of the Titan, the Titans coaching consultants. Well, actually, you can be part of the Titans family as well. You can feel the energy this NRL season as the Gold Coast Titans member. Titans.com.au. Uh, we will also, actually, we'll be speaking to one of the last Blues to win at Suncorp Stadium in Game 2 after losing Game 1. Terry Hill getting Big Tezzer on the show tomorrow alongside Ben Hannon. Who else? We Oh, and Super Subs. We've been talking about them today. The best number 14. Can't remember if it was a 14 he wore on his back, but he was one of the best Super Subs ever. Played for Queensland, played for the Raiders. Steve Jackson cannot wait for this. I'll catch you tomorrow from 9.